Hey everyone, welcome back to Unseen Universe. This is Kelly Ray, and I am here with my amazing and lovely co-host Karen, aka the Wizard. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Magic Dragon? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm really excited about today's topic. We are going to be getting into some stuff that everybody should know how to do. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into it. I call it GP and C because it's just so much shorter than saying ground, protect and connect. And but I call it the foundation. Ah, that's so much better. It is the foundation of everything from here on. You can grow anywhere you want, but it I, needs I love to it. be the foundation. All right. You heard it from the wizard herself. The foundation basically is grounding, protecting, and connecting all things that are the first two, definitely very vital to our everyday practices. And then obviously connecting comes comes when it comes. So let's talk about it. What does it actually mean to ground, protect, and connect? Let's take it one by one. What does it mean to ground? Well, grounding is really getting yourself present in the moment. And focusing on, you know, I do it through breath, getting myself connected to Mother Earth. And there's a whole process that will take you through here as we do this, that you connect with Mother Earth, you connect with the divine above, and then you um, center yourself through the heart and just kind of clear out and clean your energy field as you're doing this grounding. And that way you feel good. I also, when I ground, the first thing I do after I connect with mother earth, then I cut cords of negativity. And after that, because that's really helping just clear your energy field, kind of like showering on the inside. And then from there, go into connecting to the divine, bringing in all the you know, light energy, moving it through your cells and your auric field energy body, doing that. And then just really getting into, I've heard it called, I believe it, I think it's uh, either Kyle Gray or somebody else. I can't remember, but it's probably Kyle going into what they call the cave of your heart. I call it your inner temple. So that is that divine center of where you are just, you know, above the heart chakra. And that is where our soul sits and we want to get present with our breath and, you know, feeling the flow and awareness of the flow of the blood through our body and the beating of our heart. So as we get into that space, that really brings us present, being grounded, anchors us here in this physical world, because that's where we are. And we want to make sure that we're connecting the wisdom of the planet and the cosmos and the divine into this present moment. Because if we're outside our physical body, we're outside of this moment and this life, we're not going to bring what we need the most into this moment to do us best support and guidance of going forward. And protecting that just obviously the word is protecting yourself. And the way my guides helped me understand protection was that if I stood in the middle and I'm from California, so if I stood in the middle on the 50 yard line uh, at the Rose Bowl and I was a light and that's what we all are as we are awakening, we become the light and why we call ourselves light workers. So when you are the light, what do you see? You're standing there in a dark stadium. You see about the three to six feet around you, depending on how bright you are. And If every negative low vibrational thing in the cosmos was sitting in all those, whatever, 85,000, 95,000 seats, what do they see? They see you. So what you need to be aware of is how to protect yourself from things you cannot see and sense because they all see you. 
So that awareness of having a, a spiritual practice where you stay grounded in this life and at this time where all the lessons are being learned for your soul and your physical body. And two, protecting yourself, calling in that spiritual support team, guides, angels, whatever higher power that you connect with, you know, God, Buddha, Allah, angels, dragons, unicorns, fairies, whatever that is that resonates with you, that really calls to you, that makes you feel safe. That's what we want to connect with and call into to stand before us, behind us, to our left, to our right, above us and below us, so that we are encompassed in this light from these divine beings that are here to support us and guide us on our journey. So then when we're in that space, after we've grounded, we've brought in that light into the now moment of being grounded here in this physical space, then we move on to connecting with whoever you choose to connect with at that time, making the choice to connect with whatever higher power, God, Buddha, Allah, that you choose to connect with, your spiritual support team, your loved ones on the other side, your higher self, that is that clear God consciousness with no ego involved, wisdom of your soul being able to come forward and into your conscious mind from the subconscious. So being able to bring that forward and work with that. So that's kind of the three-step process of bringing that in, of grounding, cutting cords, connecting to that light, asking for that protection, bringing in that wisdom of the cosmos all around you to guide you forward and move from a place of heart consciousness, soul consciousness versus the ego mind where there's fight and flight and all of that. You want to stay out of the egoic mind and go into that soul and heart space where we really connect with the vibration of the things we are looking to connect with and you know, not bring in that negative heavy energy, but bring in that light and that awareness. And sometimes things may come that are kind of scary and heavy, but it is to help guide you through something to get on the other side of that and release it and let it go and remove that from your, your org field. That's a very long process, but sorry, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I can't help it. I just go off into that la la land, my eyes close and I'm, I'm there. I know your eyes were closed. I couldn't even flag you down to be like, Karen, sorry. <laughs> we have a we have a thing we talked about, guys, where she said, I know I can kind of go off sometimes. So just like wave your hands at me to tell me to kind of like reel it in. But then when she closes her eyes and she starts channeling, I can't flag her down unless I interrupt her and she's on a roll. So I don't want to interrupt her because it's good info, obviously. So thank you for that. So you already touched base on this a little bit. So you don't really have to go into super long explanation on this one. Why is it important to ground and protect? It's really important to ground and protect every single day. I do it for myself every single morning when I wake up. And if I connect with a client, if I'm doing anything where I'm energetically connecting myself, I want to make sure I like cut those cords and clear that energy field. So I'm only carrying around my own stuff. And at the end of the day, I want to ground and connect. And I have kind of a little meditation thing that I say to my guides so that as I'm going to sleep, I ask my soul to go learn, but I let my physical body to rest. But grounding is keeping us present. And you hear it a lot of time. People talk about the now moment, the present moment. It is the point you have the greatest power to make a shift in your life. So if you're so busy, and I, I am guilty of this, trying to be woo-woo, thinking I have to get out of my body and be up in space and you know wherever the divine is, that I wasn't 
bringing that wisdom I was gathering back into this life and making it readily available in my conscious mind to be of service. So it was only when I was way out in space and in the woo-woo land that I had it. And when I came back, I was like all floaty and I didn't get it. So it's important to ground and really connect with you are here in this life for a reason. There's a purpose for it. So grounding to this life, Mother Earth, where we're connected to, where we live, is really helpful for helping you make solid choices and decisions and having that energy of Mother Earth and all of your guides around you to be able to step forward in the direction you need to go. You know, when it's time to ascend and go on to the other side, you'll just, that won't be a problem. You'll go whoosh and you'll be gone. (laughs) So it won't be a problem. Will you actually make that sound when it happens? Yes. It's like whoosh Whoosh, and you're gone. So it's important to, you know, be as present as you can in the moment that you're doing something, because think about it when you're panicking and you're having anxiety and stress in your life, what's the first thing you you can think of that you're doing? You're thinking about what might happen, what could happen, what's in the future, what's behind me, and what about this and what about that? There's all the ifs, ands, buts, coulda, shoulda, wouldas, but there's nothing about right now. In this moment, I am breathing, my feet are on the ground, and I'm alive. What is the next right choice for me to make stepping forward? And that's where you got to be. And that's what grounding's about, getting connected to this now moment. I love it. I love it. And you also mentioned cutting cords, which we will also need to go over um, after you get through connecting or at the end of the day, you should always try to cut your cords or after you've been around an energetic presence that wasn't the greatest for you or whatever. But just in general, it's like taking a shower every day just kind of helps release things that don't serve you that, you know, are not necessary for your spiritual journey. So we can, and it we can, can also be anger and stress and anxiety throughout the day. You know, it doesn't even have to be anything really bad. It just can be like, God, I, I'm just so glad that's over, but we want to clean that all the way out. So we cut the cords and it is a blessing for the other person or other people and yourself in doing that. So it is something that it's a long winded kind of thing, but I do it so many times a day. It's fully memorized. I can do it while driving, <laughs> showering. Yes. I do it all the time. <laughs> Karen has a daily Mm -hmm. cord cutting prayer and uh, grounding prayer. And we'll put a cord cutting. I have the cord cutting. I have the protection prayer and a bedtime mantra kind of prayer thing. There we go. So we'll, so those are the three. I have it on a sheet. Yeah. Yep. Um, Okay, cool. That sounds great. So then is the way that someone grounds and protects themselves, is it the same for everybody? No, everybody's a little different. The way that I do it and that works for me, and you know, I'm going to teach obviously what works for me and the people that resonate with that are going to go with that. I do have clients that listen to the way I do it a few times and then they find ways that, you know, like some people are very connected with trees. Well, they find if they just go sit and put their back against a tree, it's the same kind of thing and they just focus on their breath. Uh, Some people prefer swimming and they love to get in the ocean and that salt water is really very healing and grounding. So that's another way you can do it. So everybody can find a way that really resonates with them. I am not one of these people that sit down and cross-legged and I'm going home all morning. I'm not. It's I sit in the chair, I have my cup of coffee and I go, mmm, is more like it. (laughs) So (laughs) that's how my, my morning meditation starts. 
but I do sit on like one of those little poofs and I will sit and light an incense, light a candle. And what's funny is for me, I will put in these like little earplugs, like if you went shooting or we're in a loud place, I put these in and they force me to hear my heartbeat and my blood flow through mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. And that puts me into a deep meditation really fast. I mean, I can get a really good meditation in, in anywhere from three to 10 minutes with those earplugs in because it just takes me into center. It's like, I don't even have to think about grounding. It immediately pulls me to the center of my being. So everybody's a little bit different and know that meditation isn't always or grounding or centering isn't always going to be the same thing for everybody. It could be, like I said, it could be swimming, it could be walking, it could be any of those things that get you connected to your center. And that's what you want to focus on. What pulls you into that quiet spot of the center of who you are. Absolutely. And that's going to that's going to be what helps. Yeah. That's good to note. Um, so that everybody knows also, like you just said, you have some clients that take what you do and kind of tweak it and that's totally fine. Uh, that's the way it the should purpose, be. It should be tweaked yeah, for you. You shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily be repeating verbatim every single thing that Karen says or anything that you hear me say, if it works for you, great. But if it doesn't, don't just say, Oh, that doesn't work for me and walk away there's a way to tweak it. Some of the stuff that Karen says, some of her prayers I love, but there's a few words that don't resonate. So I change it up just a little bit and I have it in my sweet spot. There's nothing wrong with that. So just keep that in mind that it's not the same, just like whenever you start learning how to connect, or if you already know, you probably don't connect, actually get into that sweet spot the same way that Karen does or the same way that I do. And that's okay. Same thing with connecting. It's going to be a little bit different for everybody because everybody resonates with different things. Our vibrations are all being raised in the moment, but that doesn't necessarily mean we all resonate at the same pace. So, right. And, and we all don't all so to call speak the same spiritual language. Some are more intuitive. There's empathic, there's more sensory. So it, it just really depends. You hear, see, feel, taste, smell, and know. And those are all the ones that you can connect with. And you may see, like I I joke about, sometimes they'll give me visions and people think, you know, I have this big movie running in my mind that the angels or guides give me. No, I'm telling you, it's like a flash and it's like a warm piece novel of information in a flash. So I don't see the, the image, but for a split second but the download of information that comes with it is so much more. Right. So know that the way you ground, you may just sit down on the ground and put your hands down and take a few deep breaths. And that may be, boom, you're done. That's it. You're grounded. And then you go into the next thing, calling in the protection. And then from the protection, the next thing you go into connecting with who you need to connect with, whether this is, you know, a loved one or your higher self or somebody else that's, Those are the steps, how you get there. My biggest concern is making sure that you're in the safest space energetically that you can be in to get to that place so that you're connecting with safety, with protection around you and knowing that if you need help, they are just a thought, a way to help protect you because there are negative energies. There are some scary things that happen and then those stories will come out throughout (laughs) these podcasts that I have had some seriously, practically life-altering experiences that scared the hell out of me. And it was in my faith of being able to get to that center and know that I could call on help. 
And I trust that help was there. And it's been there every single time. That's great. How often should someone ground and protect and or connect? Because you can certainly ground yourself without necessarily connecting to go into receive something, right? So it's not not necessarily you have to do all three of things. Sometimes you just need to ground yourself and recenter. And sometimes you need to ground and protect. And then sometimes you want to add the connection onto the end of that. So how often should somebody ground or ground and protect? Like when would well, be ideal? What I would say times? the ideal time would be first thing in the morning before, just as your feet hit the floor, before you get up to go pee, ground and call in your protection. Because where are you the safest? That's in your home. Your home should be your sanctuary. So you always want to, as you come up for the day, and you wake up, ground yourself and protect yourself so that wherever you go throughout that day, in your home, outside your home, you're grounded and you're protected. And that is around you. Now, if you need to connect because you're going to go to meditation, then you add that component on. But I would say do it first thing in the morning. But let's say you go to work and you're at work and there's this horrible, horrible meeting or gathering in the lunchroom and it's just awful and you feel very attacked energetically. Do not sit there in that place and try to ground and protect. Go to the bathroom, (laughs) leave the space where it feels uncomfortable, get out of it, stairwell, bathroom stall, whatever it is, but away from that area and go ground, reground and protect and ask the guides to come and stand before you, behind you and all of that and keep you safe. And then go back into that space because imagine that's like opening your arms up and going, okay. Everything around me feels like total crap. And then going to protect yourself and pulling that all in and hugging it up against your chest. Now you just locked it into your energy field. You're never going to feel good. So you need to get out of that space, go into a safe space, and then do that. Mm -hmm. And then do the grounding, do the protecting, and then go back in. And you're going to see that you may feel so-called pressure on your auric field versus the actual energetic inside attack or heaviness from the BS in the room. So I personally say first thing in the morning when your feet hit the ground and the last thing when you go to bed for sure and where it's needed throughout the day. Right. And especially if you're going to actively engage in anything spiritual, for instance, Mm -hmm. if you know you're about to meditate, then please ground and protect before you go into meditation. Not because meditation is a bad thing, but once you open yourself up, you're also opening yourself up, not to the good, but to the bad. So you want to make sure that you ground and protect anytime you go into any sort of spiritual, if you're going to go into prayer, some people say prayer versus meditation, a lot of overlap happens there. Sometimes it's very distinctly different and sometimes it's the exact same thing. So meditation, or if you're going to, you want to sage your house, make sure you do some grounding and protecting before you sage or anything like that. So, which also leads me to the next question that I think a lot of people have, which you basically just answered. Can you ground and protect anywhere? And the answer is absolutely. Yes. It can be in your car. It can be maybe not so much while you're driving, if you're not really used to doing it yet, but you know, it can be at a park. It can be in the movie theater. It can be, you know, anywhere because why spirit is always around us. We are always connected energetically, no matter where we are. So you absolutely can ground and protect anywhere. A hundred percent. And remember that it's not about closing your eyes. You know, like we joked here, the Kelly joke that I had my eyes closed while I was channeling. Yes. While channeling, I closed my eyes because Karen is not involved. Karen is getting out of the way for the guides. But when I ground, I can do it while driving personally. 
not that I recommend that, but I'm just saying that what I do when I go to ground and protect, I imagine in my mind myself grounding like a tree. And when I'm protecting, I sense energetically that light vibration around me. And that's how I'm like, ah, they're here. I'm good. So then I can go on. So I use my senses of, you know, my empathic nature of that energy field. When they come close, I can feel that warmth. I can feel that light. And I'm like, okay, I'm protected. So I do it in, you know, the, what is it? The, what was the old lady who used to teach you how to read really fast? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh God, you're not (laughs) old enough. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. There, there was Evelyn school of speed reading. That was something in the seventies. Yes, I'm dating myself. I'm 56. I'm proud. But yes, the Evelyn School of Speed Reading. So I have the uh, Karen (laughs) School of Speed (laughs) Grounding and Protecting. (laughs) Exactly. So I can feel it that quick, you know, and I can do it while driving. I can do it while standing. But if I'm in a room full of negativity, I will step myself out. I will go to the bathroom, go to a kitchen, go outside, anything to be out of the immediate realm of it so that I can imagine the light from the inside pushing out instead of locking things into my energy field. I want to push the light out and be brighter so that I don't have that heaviness. So that brings us into the biggest question, I think probably that people are wondering about, especially if they're not used to this type of terminology and what we're talking about is how how do you do it? How do you ground? How do you protect? How do you connect? So buckle up guys because I have a feeling Karen's about to channel. <laughs> So you can always know when Karen's channeling because her tone changes a little bit. And uh, yeah, but no, seriously, all jokes aside, I think it's very important. And before you start and give your answer, I do want to just kind of say that this also takes practice, right? It's not like you automatically, you know, it's like learning how to write the alphabet when you're young. Like it takes practice. It is something you want to practice. Right. You want to practice it. I would say when you're in the learning stages, you should get yourself used to doing this three times a day. Do it three times a day in the morning, at lunch, and at bed, and just get used to it and do it like that. And then that way, the one at lunch tends to be the one where you just kind of need to clear the midday BS. And the rest of it is just making sure you start your day as good as you can and end your day as good as you can. And to piggyback off of that as well, don't judge your progress with somebody else's because we all move at different paces. There's some people that decide they want to start going down this journey and learning how to meditate and connect. And in a very short amount of time, it's like they take off in a rocket ship. And then there's other people that literally it takes months before they feel like they're really truly connecting, even though they're already connected before they feel like they can sense it. And that's totally fine. There is no right or wrong. And there's there's no time limit on how fast or how slow you should be moving or you could be moving. So don't try to compare yourself to anybody else's journey because as soon as you do that, you're going to get blocked and you're going to get stuck. I'm speaking to myself in this as well because <laughs> I this is something I've had to learn over the years. So with that, just keep that in mind whenever Karen starts talking about how you go about it and also keep in mind Take what resonates with you. And if you have questions, if you have questions about, can I do this? Or is this okay if I do it this way? 
the answer most likely is going to be yes, but send us a message and, and one of us will get back to you and and help clarify anything that you may need clarification for. So how Karen, how do we ground? How do we protect? How do we connect? What do we do? Get us there. All right. Let's start off with one of my favorites. Just, we're going to just start with grounding, cutting cords and protecting us. And we're just going to do that piece now. And then we'll work into the the connecting because that's going to be more uniquely personal, but I'll talk about it a little bit. But first, let's just get comfortable. Don't be driving a car while you're doing this. Thank Please you. pull over Sorry. to the side of the road. I was just road. about to say, do not do this while you are driving. <laughs> Guys, she is about over. to take you literally through step-by-step. Step. You can do it with her as she's doing it. So this is not safe to do while you're driving because probably your eyes are going to have end up being closed and you're not going to really be paying attention. So not safe. (laughs) Naturally, most people close their eyes. So get somewhere, pause the episode, come back. If you need to don't be driving or piloting operating heavy machinery (laughs) or driving a forklift or, you know, whatever. So just, yeah, be, be conscious about where you are, please. Okay. Sorry. All right. (laughs) So let's get comfortable. As you get yourself settled into your seat, wherever you are, sitting on the ground, in a park, at home, at work, wherever this is, just get yourself, take a couple nice regular breaths, kind of pay attention to where your body is, feel the tensions and tightness and discomfort in your body for a minute, notice it, because we're going to check on that in just a minute. All right. Close your eyes, and a nice way to sit is placing your hands palm up in your lap. I want you to draw your attention to the soles of your feet, and I want you to imagine two beautiful cords of light coming out of the bottom of your feet, moving down into the earth, the ground below you, and all the way to the center of Mother Earth, where her beautiful heart chakra crystal is. And if you would, just imagine anchoring that off however you'd like, tying it, roping it, whatever that is, is absolutely perfect. And like the trees and the plants, I want you to take a slow, deep breath in from those cords of light. Feeling that move through those cords of light and into your body, through every muscle, every cell, every bone in your body. And imagine exhaling that out through your crown the top of your head. And we're going to take two more deep breaths, just like this. Taking a slow, deep breath in, drying up all of that grounding, nurturing, supportive energy of Mother Earth. Moving that through every cell, every strand of DNA in your body. And exhaling out through your crown. And one last deep breath in, feeling that energy of love, kindness, compassion of Mother Earth as she embraces us and exhaling out through your crown. And now I'd like you to take a moment and just do a little self-check, kind of feel how your body is feeling now. You feeling a little bit heavier, a little bit more solid in your seat. 
little more relaxed in the shoulders and the neck. Feeling a little bit of warmth maybe in your hands. And this is you coming present with your body. This is you anchoring to this life, to this planet, to this moment. And now, if you would, just allow my words to be your words. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for cutting all cords of negativity and anything that is not love from any person, place, thing, situation, or any other stuff. Through all time, space, reality, realms, and dimensions. Sending all of their energy back to them. Cleared, healed, balanced, and aligned. Infused with the energy of God's pure love back into their energy field. Bringing all of my energy back to me. Cleared, healed, balanced, and aligned. Infused with the energy of God's pure love back into my energy field. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Namaste. And just focusing on breathing naturally and easily. Feeling the presence and lightness within your being. And we're going to continue now to connect through our crown chakra, that thousand petal lotus on the top of your head, drawing your attention there and seeing that open up in whatever higher power you connect with, God, Buddha, Allah, the divine universe, whatever that is, just imagine that divine white light pouring into and over your entire being as you take a nice, slow, deep breath in through the crown, feeling that clearing, balancing, healing energy. And imagine exhaling that out through your feet. And again, a nice deep breath in from the divine. Feeling all of that liquid white light moving through every strand of DNA, every thought, every muscle, every cell. And exhaling out through your feet. And one last deep breath in, receiving all of that divine energy in through each and every one of your chakras, imbuing them with all the light and energy you need for confidence, balance, health, and abundance. And exhaling out through your feet. And imagine this beautiful figure eight starting at the crown of your head this beautiful white light energy moving down the left side of your head, down your left shoulder, down over your left chest and across your heart space, down across your right hip and down your right leg, gathering up the energy of Mother Earth and coming back up the left leg, up the left hip and across the lower abdomen and crossing at the heart space. And back over your right chest and up the right side of your head and making that perfect figure eight crossing at your heart center. 
no beginning, no ending, just infinite flow of energy from Mother Earth and the divine, where you now stand at the perfect balance place at your heart between heaven and earth. You are the balance. And I'd like you to take a nice deep breath in through that heart space. And as you take that in, just imagine all of that light flowing through you now, gathering any lower vibrational energies that you no longer need inside your body and your energy field. Gathering that up and with a deep sigh, let that out. And just release and let go. And do that two more times. Nice deep breath in through that heart space. Balanced place between heaven and earth where our thoughts and our hearts connect. And exhale. And one last deep breath in. And exhale. And now take a moment and notice how your body feels. You are grounded. You have cut the cords of negativity. You have brought in that divine light. You are centered. And now we're going to call in the, our divine spiritual support team whatever angels, guides you connect with, you call them in to stand before you and behind you, above you and below you, to your left and to your right. And as we think this and sense this as I'm saying this to you, Notice the warmth and the tingles on your skin that come as all of these divine beings of light and love surround you as you call them in, because that's all they're waiting for is your call. And in this moment, you have called them forward and you encased in a beautiful bubble of light and protection. And this is how you get to walk around your day. And anytime it feels low, you can go through the same process, even just one breath grounding to Mother Earth, one breath grounding to the divine, and one breath in and out of the heart, and then calling and sensing all of that divine spiritual support team before you, behind you, above you, below you, to your left and to your right. And know that you are constantly, constantly protected. And it's just a matter of your conscious awareness becoming aware of what is. Taking a deep breath. Bringing hands to a prayer position at your heart and taking a deep bow of gratitude to yourself. And to all of the beings of light here supporting and protecting you now. Namaste. All right. So that's that. How's everybody feeling? (laughs) You're feeling good. So that is an example. Yeah. Of how to ground 
and protect. And that is something you can do every day. And you can uh, come back and listen to this episode as many times as you want. Fast forward to that part. (laughs) And uh, attention, we'll put that in the notes at what minute that was. (laughs) What minute that is. So you don't have to hear all the beginning portion again. But yeah, that's that's a fantastic example. Thank you very much, Karen. I know the uh, listeners will definitely use that. And then, like you said about connecting, then connecting is something you need to have with purpose. So whether it's in connecting within meditation, connecting within, you know, guidance, asking for a particular guide, angel, loved one, whatever that is, setting the intention of that connection so that you just don't open yourself up wide to anything, but set the intention of what you're connecting to. So I always talk about connecting through uh, to the light. So I always make that choice and that indication that I work for the light. I connect with the light and I am the light. So that brings a really good question up for me, for our listeners that might have the question. So for instance, if somebody's going into meditation and you Mm -hmm. say you need to set the intention, that does not necessarily mean that you need to ask a specific question. Right. That just means you need to set the intention of receiving information for your greatest and highest good, yep. whatever that is, because there has been many times where I've gone into meditation and did not have a specific question. And I just was like, I just, let's see what happens. Let's see what messages they bring me. What is it that I need to know today? Or what is it they're going to show me? And sometimes it's stuff that I have no idea what it means. And I just have to take it and say, okay. I don't know what that means right now, but you know, I I needed to hear it or see it or feel it. So I think it's important for people to know you don't have to, when Karen's saying you need to set your intention, it doesn't mean you have to say, I need for you to give me a message about whether or not I'm going to get a job. It's not a specific question necessarily. It's the intention of receiving the messages that you need to receive in this time and space right now for your greatest and highest good. Um, and and sometimes also in that intention, you need to be aware of that you may not in your conscious mind be aware of what comes in, but always give thanks that you received what you needed. Because one of the things that I always say is that all the information that I need is downloaded into my subconscious. And when I awaken, if I've gone to sleep, which is one of my favorite meditations, <laughs> and uh, I wake up and I need it. So I don't want to have to worry about carrying the answer in my head and making sure I remember where it is that they divinely bring it into my conscious awareness in the point I need it. So whether it's a person, place, or an event that that information is needed, it pops into my head and then I just spew funny things and I'm like, well, where'd that come from? And that's usually from that, you know, intention of receiving what you need. And when you're done with that meditation, And you don't, you know, you're like, well, I don't think I heard anything. Trust that you have and just say thank you, because that is the greatest prayer you can give is thank you for what they have brought you, revealing to you what you need to know, reminding you of their presence and revealing in you what you need to know. And I also think to kind of step off of that just a little bit, because you mentioned, you know, your favorite, one of your favorite meditations when you sleep. If you fall asleep in your meditation, it's okay. You are still going to receive the messages. I fall asleep a lot. Yes. A lot, a lot. Like I fall asleep 
probably at least 50% of the time when I meditate. So it's totally fine. It's totally normal. You're not doing anything wrong. You're still going to receive the information you need to receive. You just may not actively remember it the second you wake up. So just know that it is there and also be really gentle on yourself. Meditation and getting into the groove of meditation can be very difficult. It took me a very long time before a, I even understood how to meditate. It was before I met Karen. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had no clue until I finally, it just kind of clicked one day and I understood what I needed to do and what worked for me. Even then there were times and are times where I sit and I try to meditate and it's just not happening for me. I'm just not in the right headspace. I, I can't quote focus or not focus. You know, my mind is still racing with outside things that, you know, the checklist of things that I need to do tomorrow and the day after that. And sometimes I can't quiet the mind in that particular moment. And that's okay too. Don't force it because if you try to force it, then it's just, you're going to put up a block. So for me personally, in those times and in that moment where I just, I just can't clear it, I just step away and say, okay, I'm going to either come back later and try this, or I'll try this again tomorrow. So just be gentle on yourself. You may not get it the first time right out the gate and that's okay. Very few people do. So. Yeah. And the thing is, is like when I went, I fall asleep, I, I actually lay down. They almost, it's like they're up there with the the power switch in my head and they make me feel like I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, I'm not tired. And they start turning off my power. I call it because I feel like my eyes are dropping and my head's bobbing. I'm like, why? And then I'm like, ah, they want to talk. And so they need my conscious mind out of the way Mm. so that they can actually bring into my subconscious what I need. So I'll literally lay down and I I kid you not, it's hilarious because it's almost always 90 minutes on the nose Mm. that I lay down and I just lay on my back. I never turn. And normally I turn all the time, but I lay on my back and I am out solid 90 minutes and I wake up and I feel like I've slept five hours. And then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got what I needed and go about my day. Right. People go, oh, you take naps. I'm like, no, they're 90 minute meditations just <laughs> happen to look like I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish. So I hope that and, and mine doesn't work that way. I wish it did. And mine doesn't. So it's different for everybody. So yes, uh, very. And it took we me will a long also, time to get there. Yeah. And we will also go a little bit more in depth on meditation itself in another episode, because I know Karen has some tips. Probably I have some tips that I've done when I was first starting out on what worked for me. So we would like to share those. And then we'll share some really cool stories about some things that we've received or seen or felt in our <laughs> meditations. Uh, I, know oh, yeah. I definitely have a, some Karen <laughs> has like a million times more than I do. So thank you so much. Thank you for that, Karen. I hope that really helps you guys. Yes, me too. Um, I I would love to hear what uh, y'all felt and experienced with that. If you'd love to share it with us, we would love to hear it because I do meditation twice a week on Zoom on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I have tons of first timers and they are really enjoying it. And I am loving it because I know, just like Kelly said, I had a hard time in meditation in the beginning. So I never thought in a million years I'd be doing meditation for other people, but hey, it happens. So but I would love to hear what you guys uh, thought of it and if it does help you. So 
let us know in the comments, uh, in the emails and social media, all that stuff will be putting out there. So you'll be able to connect with us. Absolutely. Hit us up. Well, let us know if you have any questions, suggestions, uh, need clarity on anything. If you have something, a uh, topic in particular you want us to cover, you definitely uh, should let us know because we are here doing this to help you guys learn and and all of that stuff. Yeah, I think that's about it for this episode, Karen. Great job. Well, thank you, Magic Dragon, for all your awesome questions and always uh, keeping things going here at Zen 2 Healing. We love it. And I hope everybody enjoys the Unseen Universe as much as I am. Yeah, me too. Namaste and good vibes, y'all. Namaste.